Day eight here at the World Championships, our second podcast at Under Armour Mission Run at the World Championships. We are coming back tomorrow again, same time, 8 to 9 p.m. And during that time, we are asking you, the fans, the people, the track, fan, track and field fanatics we have out here to join us on the podcast and really talk about and give us your hottest takes, things you want to talk about from the World Championships, anything like that. And you will be able to win a free shirt. You will get some Under Armour free gear. So if you want to join us on the podcast, you are more than welcome to. Just come on, walk on up. We're friendly and everything like that. But Aaron, should we just start off like, we just saw oh, probably probably the greatest world record ever, bro. That's like David Radisha 140 level. 50-68 in the 400-meter hurdles by Sydney McLaughlin. 50-68, man. Like, speechless. You know speechless. what I mean? Speechless. That's a, that's a time that a lot of people didn't think was actually achievable. They didn't think it was possible to see a, a woman go under 51 seconds. And just like the rise of the women's 400 meter hurdles since the entering of Sydney and then her and Delilah battling back and forth, it's just crazy to follow her career from a 16 year old at the Olympics to now she is undisputable you know, world champion. It's her time. World record holder. It's her time. Olympic gold medalist. It, 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 is, it is her time. We're all living in it, and I'm just grateful that I was here at the world champs to witness that. But, but also, if, you, if, if you're not trying to hop on the podcast, come, come take a seat on the couch, kick back, relax, relax with us, too. We got some snacks. We got some. Yeah, but really what Sydney did, I would love to hear you guys' opinion if you would come up here as well. Like, that was incredible. The minute that she got Aaron, the minute she got over the first two hurdles, I was on like, she doesn't get out this hard. Delilah Muhammad always gets out harder than Sydney McLaughlin. Delilah runs that first 200 hard. Sydney went out there on a mission, probably knowing that I'm going to, knowing that I have to run the world record to win this race, but not probably not knowing I'm going to do what she did out there today, but she got hard and made that statement straight out the gun first 200 around 24 seconds and it finished just even better than the way she started like that was something spectacular like, I can't imagine what she's going to do on the flat I definitely feel like to this whole week she's just been super locked in she wasn't really taking big zone interviews or anything like that she has really you know I, we, I feel like we just really seen her come into herself and mature and like we all like she always talks about her faith and how strong that is and that kind of how what leads her so like i feel like going into races going into this race i don't think she was like oh i have to break the world record yeah. like i think that's just what she does you know when she steps she on the track you know what i mean she she dug down and she wants to give everything that she has out there on the field and it's you know to give to give glory you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah. that's a whole different type of thing that that she's really really running for and with that much talent, you see what comes with it when you focus that all in. Yeah, most definitely. We are the Two Black Runners podcast live from the Under Armour Mission Run House. We would love to hear from the track and field fanatics that are here at the World Championships to join us on the podcast. If you do join us on the podcast, you will get some free Under Armour swag and some more, even a free Two Black Runners shirt that you may want as well. But it really was amazing seeing what Sidney McLaughlin did. I think the question that we're going to ask when people come up in here, what was the most dominant performance that they've seen from this past week? But I think Sidney McLaughlin, I think she's taken taking the cake from that already like what she did in that 5068 has to be the most dominant thing that we've seen also far. i think it's crazy like that's not that delilah got third and then fourth place shamir little fifth place uh britain wilson who just graduated so we have four in the final we almost we almost like swept that event you could say but we have with britain coming up sydney is like what 22 like yeah we have 23. a three yeah, 23. It's like we have such hey, a great. Hey, what, what up, Craig? Craig? What up, Craig? We Diamond. We have such a great. I said, what's up, Diamond? Come on. I, man, I said that. Damn, I said, my bad. Come on, Aaron. What you doing, bro? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was just the. I, I mean, I'm a big Delilah fan. So, like, what she has done, Olympic champion, former world record holder, former uh, world champion, to come back and get bronze, too, after having, like, some injuries she was dealing with. How many races did she run this year? Like, what? Two? Three? Delilah? 
Yeah, yeah, that was her third. That was like her fourth race, fourth or fifth race of the season. That's crazy. That's 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 greatness. Most definitely, most definitely. She she she's definitely proven time and time again that she's ready for the situation. But I think now Sydney has definitely solidified herself that she has taken that next step forward in her whole entire development. And what we were really happy for it too is Michael Norman, man. Michael Norman going yeah, out there, not the fastest, camp. not the fastest race, but like it doesn't he matter. He got the it's all down to that competition and who's going to be that world champion. And for him to go out there and run, what was that, 44-16 to beat a Karani James who has been dominant for over 10 years now. To be, to be, um, to be Wade Van Niekert, the world record holder and everything. And champion Allison rising up as well for Michael Norman to finally get to that mountaintop. I really opens, I think opens the door and put, takes a lot of pressure on what this guy, a lot of pressure what has had on him for the past like several, several years. You know what I mean? I think that, yeah, I think Michael Norman has gotten a lot of outside pressure from other people since, you know, he's been so good at such a young age. You know, so many, so many people put a lot of expectations on him his whole career. But, like, Michael, he comes from that same class of, like, Noah as well, that, that young, when they were all rising up, being high school stars and everything. So they're more athletes. It's just our U.S. team, you know, is actually pretty young. What's up, Ajay? Good job, good job today, Ajay. Good luck, good luck on Saturday. No, Sunday. Good luck on Sunday, Ajay. Hey, don't sleep on Ajay in the final, man. She Bro, we are, we've special. talked, we she talked about that special. before. We talked about that. They, they know how we feel about it. You want to you come on the runner? You want to come on the Two Black Runners podcast real quick? You hey, through. Come through, come you through. We got some free Under Armour gear for you if you come through. Free stuff, a free shirt, everything. Come on, We just want to talk track. Pull up. We just want to talk track. Up. We got two seats. Both of y'all can come through get, real quick. Yeah, both, both of you. Both of yeah, you come through. Come side, through. Take side. a seat. Yeah. Yeah. We got some socks. We're going to get right you, we're gonna you up well. with some more. Right there as well. What's, what's your name, my man? Ethan. Ethan. Ethan, nice to meet you. Nice you just talked you. through the mic right there. Right what's your name? I'm Keith, his father. <laughs> nice, nice. That's a good name. That's a good name. Our pop's name is Keith too. That is true. That is, that is a true statement. Where are you guys from? North Carolina. North Carolina. So you guys enjoying the meet out here? Absolutely. What did you think of that world record 400 meter hurdles? Let's just start there. Incredible. Yeah, that was insane. She did made it look easy, man. Did you expect that to happen? Did you expect Sydney to win that race? Did you expect the world record to go down? Yeah. Yeah. She had that. Yeah. But did you expect 50 point? Did you did you think you were gonna see a 50 point? No, I, I honestly I knew she would win, but I thought she would save the world record for Zurich. Mm, I mean, maybe she'll maybe she'll drop another one. Maybe another one. You never know. You never know. But how long how long have y'all been at Worlds? Have you been here all all eight days? You just get here? No, no, no. We've been for the whole ten days. Nice, Dang. nice, nice. Same with us. Same with us. It's a grind, but there's nothing else really like it. Oh yeah. No, you guys have been great because we held our corporate event around the corner on the first Saturday. Under Armour's been out here killing it all, the entire championships, all ten days. Dang, dang, yeah. We've been doing our thing. We've been doing our thing. I gotta ask for you too. The world championships, the performances, they're amazing. But besides the performances, besides the world records, the American records, what has been the most exciting or entertaining, or what you have enjoyed the most from the world championships so far? It's a collective thing. It's, it's, it's seeing the people put it all out to get through the rounds. You know, not even just the medalists, but the people that just want to make a semifinal or just make a final. I feel that. Like, especially, like, in the, in the distance events, I love the, the prelims and the semis. They're so intense. You never know what's really, what really is going to happen. I always feel like something crazy happens in those, in those races as well. Ethan, you are going to say something too? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, being at Worlds for the first time in the States ever. I mean, you know, just seeing all the countries come out, it's, you know, it's sweet, you know. Is this like, have you ever been to like a big pro meet? Like, um, probably not like World Championships, but have you been to a pro meet like this, any any type of pro meet like this before? Well, yeah, we went to Rio 2016. Oh, okay. Jeez. Yeah, so we've been, but this is the first time we've been out to all the right. new stadium in Eugene, so it's pretty sweet. So, so y'all are seasoned. Y'all are seasoned. <laughs> I know y'all got some hot takes, man. So coming up tomorrow... What finals we got? We got 800. We got men the men's 800, 800, the women's 5K, the men and women uh, four by ones, the javelin throw, the triple jump. What what predictions, hot takes you got on any of those races? Don't got to be all of them, just one of them. I, I'm a I'm a middle distance guy. I was a half miler, so uh, I'm calling I'm calling the Moroccan for a bit of an upset in the uh, in the 800. The dude uh, Moat, the dude, the college dude. Yes. Zafi, that would be crazy. That would be. That 
race is open. That race yeah, is pretty exactly, open right now. Exactly. I don't. I think Marco Arop is gonna take that though. I think Marco has. He ran a great first round, a dominant first round, you could say. The second round was like just. He, he, he was able to run in a different way, stayed back in, like, fourth place, and then, what, the last, like, 300 meters moved to second and then pulled away. Then that dude from Algeria came in, like, closed on him. But Marco has been looking very, very good. Ran that 143 earlier this year, too. I think Marco is going to take that men's 800. That's who I'm really pulling for as well in that eight. Yeah, you're going with your head. I was going with the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I understand that for sure, for sure. What about you, Ethan? I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, career, number one in the world. He definitely is in the mix, but I'm rooting for Peter Bull. Peter Bull? See that Aussie take it. I feel like Peter Bull got a big fan base, bro. People yeah. are reaching out to us on Hayward Magic, like, yo, you got to talk to Peter Bull, Peter Bull. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, yeah, he most definitely, most definitely does. I think the women's 5,000 is going to be super, super exciting as well. I'm, I'm really rooting for Elise to get onto that podium. It's But any of, for any American in distance events, it's super hard to get on the podium. But I just know when Elise is like, when she's... When she's right around third, second, like third place, fourth place, fifth place, we're gonna see, we're gonna hear another like USA chance when Grant was running that 10K, bro. It's gonna be epic. Most definitely, like Hayward loves distance. You middle distance guys, y'all know how it is. So if we get, I mean, I'm more, I'm just super excited for the women's eight when we have that because I think there's a possibility that we could sweep something like that, and the stadium yes. would go insane. But even if we were just to go one, two, or anyone in that event, those are some of the the biggest stars, I feel like, sure. that we especially, have. Especially if Rogers medals. Yeah, she's on the tower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially. About pressure. But we really do appreciate you, Ethan and Keith, for joining us on the podcast. You got the, oh, the box is right there. Oh, you got it. What, what sizes are you guys? And the shirt, and the shirt. medium normally, but could be a large. Yeah, I'll take a large. This man a large. I think I got, yeah. Those, those new Under Armors, I'm a size 10. <laughs> new we don't got shoes. We don't got shoes. Wear it loud and proud, though. This is the first ever. You want to get these? Thank you. Come on the show. Oh, oh, I like this. Yeah. Go. So we are the Two Black Runners podcast. Those are we just got those new shirts made, most definitely. Oh, so okay. hope perfect. you guys enjoys those two things. Subscribe, all that. Follow anything number two. Yeah, enjoy that. Thank you guys for coming on to the podcast, bro. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. But yeah, that's what's really what, what it's really about doing these podcasts here at the Under Armour Mission Runhouse. Anybody that wants to jump onto the podcast, you can get uh, some free Under Armour gear, a free two two black runners shirt. Coach Reed, man, I see Coach Reed up on here. I know he got he got some takes. Coach Reed coming through. Yeah, this is Coach Reed. This was my one of my coaches at APU. He coached with Caleb at Laverne as well. But also, don't forget. Coach Brian Clay right here. Coach you know? Brian Clay? Yes, Brian Clay. American record holder, gold medalist. Decathlon? Decathlon. Come on, the famous Brian Clay meet, which is a distance meet for some reason, but <laughs> but Coach, yeah, how you feeling? Doing? We good, we good. I'm good. We had, a, we had a nice medal hall tonight for Team USA. Oh, most definitely. We've we been having a nice medal hall this whole time. The USA sprints have been just going completely crazy wait can we talk about that right now u.s men's sprints especially like the first thing well, well, earlier this week and like when you like day five u.s sprints they had seven seven medals in total for the u.s men and then we just got then we had the 200 meter sweep and then michael norman gets his medal so now we're up to 10 for the u.s men in the sprints crazy. last year in the olympics we only had five which is really crazy, Coach Reed. Just, Coach Reed, how do you feel just about how the U.S. men's sprints have been performing overall as a whole during this meet? Nah, they're killing it. They're just they're enjoying home, they're enjoying home soil and taking advantage of the, the energy of the crowd, you know, in between the, the men's sprints that are killing it. Um, you know, talk about the women's throws. We've, <clears throat> oh, yeah. We've got medals in every women's throw. Yeah, yeah. And then Kara Winger getting that, getting that, on, on, that, that last throw. Throw, on that last throw. They clap really helped. Getting getting that through too. The throws have been insane, definitely for the U.S. women as well. Like it's been it's been super super special. But what what did you think of Sydney's 400 meter hurdle, 50 68? Were you expecting anything? Did you think you would ever see something like that? Uh, it goes without words. What, what she just put down, you can't even talk about it. it, it it's beyond explanation what what she did. Uh, we knew it was going to be strong. 
But, uh, you know, I don't I can't say that we didn't expect something that fast um, with what Sydney does. Um, but that was a lot of fun to watch. Coach, too, like, you've been to a couple of these things. How much difference is it? Like, last time they were at a championship, no fans in the stands in Tokyo, further away. How much difference does it make for a for an athlete having fans in the stands and especially being in that home country? Oh, it makes all the difference in the world. Whether we're we're here at home or whether they're traveling, fans just add so much to the overall experience, you know. And then today, uh, you know, the, there's nothing else going on out there for and for Kara to to step up and, and hit the throw that she did um, to win the silver medal on that last throw was just amazing to watch. Is it usually? I I feel like. The meet has been doing a good job of scheduling out the events. Like for that javelin throw, that was literally, yeah, like that was the only thing going on and the whole crowd was in tune and clapping for that event. Is it usually scheduled like this to where like they know they can have focus on particular events at certain times? Yeah, it's it's in the schedule to, you know, to, to highlight each event throughout the throughout the ten days. So so, hey, All right, you guys, great job. Great to see you. Keep it going. Yeah, hey, man. Hey, Thank hey, you, hey. coach. Appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate. It. Or do you want free shirt? Free oh, shirt. Yeah. Medium. Large. Large. That's it right there. And then free bag as right, well, man. most definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody want to come on to the Two Black Runners podcast? You get a free Two Black Runners shirt. You want some Under Armour fanny pack. Nah, no, you don't, you don't you're not coming through. home. You want to come through? Come on, man. I know you got something to say. I mean, we got to talk about these women's 800s too, man. It was it's, it's gonna be super super exciting. Everything that's going down, but hey, what's good, Chris? How's it going? How's it going? Going good, going. Gonna be talking to that tonight, Mike, and they're talking right directly into that. But how how was the meet for you? What was your biggest takeaway from the day and everything? How'd you enjoy it? It was a lot of fun. Uh, I've been sitting in different seats, like even trackside yeah. and up, up in the top. And honestly, there's not really, really, talking any, to that mic. Uh, there's not really any bad seats in the place, which is really awesome to see. Today, I would say uh, something about the field events is like the claps don't always come together. But when it did with Kara Winger, everybody, the whole entire stadium came together, hit that clap right, and then she threw it right on that last one and got second place. And that was awesome. To hear the entirety of the crowd just go crazy. That was amazing. That was amazing for sure. Cause she was she was like in like sixth place before that. Yeah, I think she was in fifth. I think she was in fifth. She was that's in crazy. fifth, jumped right into second place. And I believe that's her that's her last throw ever. Like as a professional athlete too, and to do that, like to move up two places, to get a medal in the javelin, and like how Coach Reed was saying, like the women's throws for U.S. have been amazing this entire meet. Like and for them to keep on meddling in each throw event going on has as been spectacular like that home field advantage is really working chris it's fantastic yeah and as far as like the 800 goes 800 goes uh, a little bit of a nerve-wracking uh first heat with uh raven rogers not getting in the auto qualifier but i figured out 158 point probably get in but that third heat made it a little bit nerve-wracking and i was like where are we gonna find it that 30 third uh person ended up getting 159 crowd went wild do you think how are you feeling going into the final like what is what would be your what's what is your top three off the top of your head? It's tough, but I can honestly like it. I think a thing could could run away with it, but then like you have also Aji's going after it as well. I could see it's a little bit crazy, but a sweep. But not That's not crazy. Like, that ain't crazy. That ain't crazy, <laughs> my man. That ain't crazy at all. A sweep happens. A cra- the 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 roof's gonna come off the building. <laughs> that's what I feel like too. I think that will be like the loudest possible reaction that we. I don't know. Sydney was very, very loud, but I don't know. Another sweep for the U.S. team will probably literally with Raven. Raven being on the tower and being a part of that sweep would be insane. I think that's definitely possible. I don't even think that's like I, at this point. I don't even feel like it's pressure for that to happen. It's just like it's it can just like naturally just happen at this point because all of them are running great. Ajay was like was kind of confusing in like her first round, but this one put it all together. A thing like probably ran like the most comfortable 158 you can ever see, and then Raven like that kick is always there. You know but let's I mean? talk about Keely. Let's talk about about Keely. She's been running great all year. She won. She won her semifinal today. Is that the person you would say is gonna break up that te- break up the team, or is it gonna be um, from Ethiopia, Mary Mora? 
Yes. 156 PR, I believe. I think Keeley. I think Keeley would be the one to break that up because you have Ajay and you have a thing that would take it out pretty hard, but then you have uh, Raven Rogers is just going to pick up the pieces and she's going to sneak into that third. You could see that. But Keeley would put her, put her nose in it, and I think that's the one that's going to be making it a little bit interesting for everybody else. Yeah, I, I, especially because, like, because Keeley ain't just going to run behind. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to put herself, like, in position. She's definitely going to put herself in position. So she's definitely going to make it harder just for be able, like, to block her out in a way or anything like that. They're literally just going to have to, like, run away from her in a sense. But I think it's entirely possible, like, that thing has hit that 155 report, 155 before. Ajay's hit that 155 before. Like, I think that's what it's going to have to definitely take. I have people are telling me that a thing wasn't even breathing hard after an NBC interview. Like, she's she's completely ready. I think Ajay's ready to hit 155. Raven's possibly ready for anything at this point, I feel like. Do you think that a thing is going to just go for it? Like, how she's done in the past? Or is it going to be kind of like USA's where it was still fast? What if they run? They run 157 or 158 USA's? Uh, 157. Do you think they're gonna? Is she gonna push for like a 155 type of race, or do you think it's gonna be more more tactical? I think with the hype of the entire week, I think we're gonna see something special. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I, I am too. I most definitely am. I most definitely am. But you better give Chris a free shirt, a free Two Black Runners shirt. If anybody comes onto the Two Black Runners podcast, you will get a free shirt, and then you will get some Under Armour swag as well. If you just talk a little bit, track with us for about two, three, four minutes, bro. Chris, we enjoyed your time with us, bro. We really hey, do appreciate it. Thank you guys so through. much. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. So if anybody else wants to come through onto the Two Black Runners, you want, you want to come through, my man? Want to come through? Hey, they, they come in. They come in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Also, I got to mention here at the Under Armour Mission Run House, there will be a group run with a local running club at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. As always, the best group run in town is coming right here. We got two two bros joining us on the podcast right here. What's your guys' names? Where are you guys from? There's, there's another seat on this side, on that side, too. What's your name? Oh, my name is Mike. I'm actually from Eugene. Oh, hey, nice. Okay. Nice. Hey, Mike. What's right. up? My name's Jacinto. I'm from Visalia, but live in Los Angeles now. Okay, okay. Cali, let's go. Yeah. We, oh, we, oh, like, uh, that's near, 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 like, Fresno? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew a dude out there. You know, you probably don't know Oscar Ochoa? No. He sounds uh, familiar. Yo, he sounds familiar. Do you know Danny Guerrero? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. my boy. He <laughs> ran with me at APU for, like, a year. Yo, you're from APU? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Vanguard. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Might have raced one day. No, no. <laughs> Take that one. <laughs> but how you guys been doing? How you guys been enjoying the meet so far? How many days have you guys been out here? Uh, we've been coming here every single day. And big shout out to the world and everybody coming out to Eugene. This is a beautiful moment right now. Just so many beautiful runners, great people to talk to. Just the events are bringing the world of running to, to Eugene. It's to just Eugene, a great yeah. thing. Yeah. What's it like? For, what's it like for you coming out here? Is this your first time in Eugene? This is my third time. I came out for the Prefontaine, watched that, and then it. But the atmosphere here is just—it's amazing. It's—it's it's nowhere, everywhere I've been. Nowhere, nowhere in, is like Eugene. It's—it's it's perfect here. Yeah, really like that Hayward magic, and the crowds going crazy. But besides, what did y'all think of that 400 meter final today? That 400 meter hurdle final today. Fire. Fire. <laughs> yeah, that's, we just saw a goat right now literally it's all fire it was no doubt i was hoping for a sweep but you know got well, the next best thing yeah well maybe even maybe i think we're even, working towards that though 50 yeah. 68 and I, yeah, yeah i think most definitely too seeing definitely like Britton wilson being in that heat any fifth place she had to have ran so many races this past season yeah. and for her to get fifth in that it definitely shows like the rise of the 400-meter hurdles. But let's go back to this as well. Michael Norman getting his first medal ever at the world championship level. Up. Being for we're we're all from Cali. Vista Marietta, stand up. We're from the Inland Empire, so it's even good for us as well. Just like how was that seeing that moment for Michael and him finally to get pushed through? Like I think there's much more bigger things for him to come. Much bigger things. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, excited to see what else he could do. Also, too, though, we haven't talked about the four by ones at all yet, man. Oh, we have It was just the prelim. But how'd y'all how'd y'all feel about how we looked? Oh, I, good. I think we locked it good. Too. Oh yeah, Paradini, that third leg. Yeah, she was oh, she was moving. She yeah. was moving. But I think the real conversation because the, the women are the women. They're gonna do the thing. They gonna get the stick around. The men, 
How, how are, how are, are we looking good? I, I don't know what uh, Marvin was drinking at the end of that <laughs> end of that race too. But oh, shoot. Are, are we looking? Are we looking good? Are we yeah, looking solid? Are, do you feel like we're safe? The men make me nervous. <laughs> dude, 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 the heart starts beeping a little bit. <laughs> faster when they come onto the track and they're holding the stick but i think they look they look pretty they look well solid. not very good very good they look solid yeah they look very solid so i'm hoping just to take that gold so just keep on wishing the good you know the, the guys just for the next race just keep on hoping i feel it i feel it and i asked too before we get you guys out of here we had a lot of great performances besides performance we just seen that 400 meter hurdle one but what has been not 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 saying that one was besides but besides that one what event or thing has inspired you the most over this past eight days now? I'm going to say Sarah Hall. You got to just keep on working each mile, no matter what happens. You just keep working to that last mile. But she came in fifth for the marathon. It was, oof, it was inspirational. To finally be able to make it to a world championship. Yeah. 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 And it's been, it's been a minute. I would say a crazy thing about Sarah Hall, the next day after the marathon, I went out to go run. I was on Priest Trail. I was <laughs> running with two people. And I seen Sarah, I, well, yeah, I seen Sarah Hall. I seen someone running like Sarah Hall. I'm like, is that, is that Sarah Hall? Because, you know, she has a she has very distinctive form. Mm -hmm. And the people be next to me is like, no, no way. She just <laughs> ran a marathon th th yesterday. Crazy. And we come up to her and we're like, hey, Sarah. And she's like, <laughs> wait, what? It's like, I have no idea. How she She's a dog. She's, she's definitely, definitely a dog. And, like, in that race, I remember watching it. She was, like, in 10th at some point, like, mm -hmm. you know, late in the race. And I knew. I was like, no, nah, watch. They're going to, people are going to start dying that's what she did at london yes, yeah like thing. she always finishes finishes strong when other people are hurting and dying that's when you could count on her to start passing up people and the crowd was crazy for the women's marathon i feel like it was a lot more hype than the than the men and a little bit more people kind of showed up showed up for real and usa you know top 10 all three of them so yeah yeah that's big for u.s women's marathon definitely is definitely is but we appreciate you too that's definitely y'all being from california southern california doing your thing and everything like that appreciate we appreciate it. you coming through the podcast we got we got some free stuff with you like we said here on the under armor mission run podcast with two black runners if you do come and join us for a little bit of a chat you will get a free shirt our very own two black runners shirt you will also get uh some free under armor swag as well aaron's getting gathering up for my guys right now Thank you, guys. Love the podcast. Yeah, yeah big oh, love to the podcast. It, appreciate it, Brad. And big love to Under Armour as well. Shout out to our boy Zach right here in the front row. He's <laughs> done for us 48 hours, Brad. 48 hours. That's insane. That's insane. But appreciate you guys. Oh. West River Printing, man. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, man. I love it. Hey, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming through. Coming through. Two Black Runners live here from the Armor Under Armour Mission Control doing our thing. If anybody else would like to join us on the podcast, you'll get a free shirt, some free Under Armour swag and everything. Will, you want to talk some 5Ks for tomorrow? Oh, yeah. hey, you got to just talk it to <laughs> so that what, mic softly. There's still three more days, Will. I'm getting there, too. Jeez. <laughs> What's, What's up, up, man? man? How, how's it going? How's so it you've going? been having a good time, it sounds like. Well, when you start with sweeping hundreds, sweeping two hundreds, sweeping shot puts, it's there's crazy. a lot to cheer for. Yes. Leaving, we're leaving all of our energy, all of our voices are inside of Hayward Field right now. Most definitely. Who, who, made, who you feel like or what made you lose your voice the most this weekend? Ooh, that's a good question. It's a very good question. Um, women's 10K, that finish with Chris, it was insane. Yeah. Uh, the finish with Grant was more insane, but already, you know, I had the uh, the Sunset Tour broadcast on Friday night. Came oh. up here Saturday morning, three and a half hours on the mic. I'm not like you guys. <laughs> I, I don't have that endurance. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. It definitely has been a great, especially for the distances. And I feel like like when we're watching the prelims for the 5Ks, just just from there, I'm all like, you can now see how like. Eugene loves the distance events. As much as how good the sprints have been doing, like Eugene, they love their distance. Prefontaine. And, like, they were hyped for the 5Ks. Just when Carissa was just a little bit, like, in the fifth, when Elise was out there, when Grant and Abdi Hamid were doing such great things. Like, Don't sleep on Emily so and Feld. Yeah, Emily and Feld, too. Yeah, Emily Feld. I'm just listening to people, though. I'm just listening to people. No, I'm not trying to kind of Yeah, you hate her, bro. Hate her. Yeah, I mean, that... That women's five was crazy, right? You know, it's it's uh, a day that the high temperature is 92 degrees. I heard from uh, yeah from Grant. He was saying that during the 10, 
real temperature was about 75, but it felt like about 95 on the track. Jeez. And so to watch these women go out and run under 15 minutes was basically what it took to make that final. It's absolutely insane. That effort, I mean, soak yourself in an ice bath for about an hour after that one, you know? No, most most definitely, most definitely. But let's let's talk the five tomorrow. Let's talk the five tomorrow. I specifically want to talk about, well, what, what are your just the first impressions of the final going into tomorrow for you, Will Lear? You know, you watched a lot of athletes waste a lot of energy in that first round. Mm -hmm. um, people were, dare I say, like unnecessarily pushing the pace. Um, so I'm really curious to see how someone can rebound from that type of an effort. There were a lot of athletes that looked pretty chill, um, but, you know, cracking into that Ethiopian contingent is going to be really, really hard. But, I, again, I really love to see Emily, Carissa, Elise, like, look so strong, look very composed in their qualifying. And so hopefully they've been able to sleep, they've been able to eat, they've been able to recover and come back feeling like that battery is, like, pretty fully charged yeah. for this final. Do they have an advantage? Like, how do you recover from doing a 10K and then come back and you do a 5K prelim and a 5K final? Like, You're I really good. <laughs> That's how you do it. You're really stinking good. That's how. But I think the great thing that we're going to see from the women's 5K and from the men, too, especially what we see in the prelims, like Elise, Elise, Carissa, and Emily, like they're going to stick their nose in it. Yes. Like, no matter what, USA over the past, what, I feel like three years have really gained that confidence that, like, no matter what, like, we can stick our nose into this race, whatever it is, whatever the pace kind of is, like, they're going to put themselves in position, in position if that's the 5 or the 10. I think mean, we're still getting there with the 15 at each, each step every single way, but when the 5 or the 10 goes fast, like, more than ever, like, they are sticking themselves in the race, U.S. US men and women. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, like, look, looking over your shoulder at the screen here and looking at PB's season's best. I mean, I think for any of our women, from Emily to Carissa to Elise, it's going to take a personal best, I think, mm -hmm. to... to uh, Hopefully, we can. They're in shape to put that uh, performance together. And I mean, you guys have been inside this this stadium. Like, we're really starting to feel that USA energy. Yes. And when when performance when the fans are getting excited about these performances, the volume in there is is just getting turned up louder and louder yeah. and louder every day. And I think that, especially for these women, all of whom are based in Oregon, we have three Oregon-based women in the 5K. I think that you're going to have a lot of fans in the stands. I want to see them run really, really well and propel some pretty incredible performances. But then I want to ask from the women's 5,000 about you. Safana San, she, was, she wasn't able to get the 10,000-meter medal out there, finishing fourth place. She was also in the 15, but decided to drop the 15 just to focus on the 5 and the 10. Only this is uh, that past weekend, two days ago when she ran that 5, that was her second race of the season just Insane. in total since she did that, that triple at the Olympics. Do you feel like she's in better shape after that 5K and has a potential to win the race tomorrow? Like, does she look like a lock in any type of way? I, I don't know about lock, right? Like, like, I don't know if I'd ever say anyone other than Sydney yeah. McLaughlin was a lock, <laughs> right? Um, but even there, you know, uh, Sydney got some pressure that early part of that race, um, maybe. Well, that, that might be a generous statement. Um, but Sifan Hassan doesn't look like the athlete that we saw last year mm. where she was so incredibly dominant across a variety of events. And so it's difficult to say when you don't see someone's performances early in the year, how they're either building or regressing. It's, it's a big question mark, but she's extremely good. Obviously we know that. And so none of the women in the race are going to count her out. You know, she's obviously has to be in the conversation for medals, um, whether it was a lock for a win, unsure. Yeah. And I feel like everybody, everybody knows what she's about to do. What a good, what's good, Aaron. Everybody knows if she's, what she's right there. That last like lap, She's going to have a great kick, and I feel like in the 10K, people are tired of getting out kicked by her, but she just didn't have it. G'day finally was able to hold her, hold her off, and I think it is going to be tough to see her. I wouldn't say she's a lock to get gold, but... No, I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I, one of the people that I watched intently um, was Dawit Sam, where she was just chilling, mm. chilling, and then, like, had a pretty big gap actually form in front of her, and it was like, snap of a finger, she just closed that gap, put herself in the race, did exactly what she needed to do. I mean, she ran a lot like Jakob Ingebrigtsen ran yesterday, where, I mean, the dude is, he's a very smart racer. He's savvy, right? He knows that he doesn't want to do anything more than he has to. You just saw him chill, chill, chill. Oh, okay, I need to cover that move. He knew exactly where he needed to be. He knew exactly what time he needed to run, and he felt pretty good doing it. So he, like, got the, got the fans involved. Um, but Dawit Sam looked, looked incredible. 
No, oh, most definitely. The women's 5K is going to be super, super entertaining as well. We did women, well, men's 800 tomorrow. Then, then I'll get you out of here, Will. You <laughs> rest that voice Thank and everything. You. Men's 800 tomorrow. Who are who are those guys that are looking like your favorite? We we're talking about it earlier. Mine's definitely Marco Arop is looking like. I, he ran 143, ran a really hot final, ran a really hot pr uh, prelim, then came back and ran a really, like, conservative semifinal, was able to move up during the race and still get the win. The dude from Algeria came up on him. But, I don't know, Marco's looking the best to me. Does anybody else that you're really looking at in that mid 800 for tomorrow? Before I get onto that, I want to say, like, pretty disappointing to not see any Americans in the final. Wild. Wild. Like a, a series of errors, right, of, of like Free Jonah. Of crazy, yeah, right, of, of crazy disqualifications. Um, and so that, that's, a, it's, I'm not disappointed in the athletes, but knowing the quality of 800 meter runners that we have and that they didn't make the final, I think that's testament to how good the men's 800 is right now, or, or rather how closely packed all wow. of the athletes are. And so differentiating yourself amongst that pack can be pretty hard, but I'm not, I'm all, I'm on the A Rap bandwagon with you, man. I mean, he looked incredible. He looked composed, sharp, like like he had more to give, and and he was being reserved. Where a lot of other athletes were, you know, fighting tooth and nail to get get every position, every millisecond to ensure that position in the final. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be weird going into a distance event without any any Americans. But still, I just can't wait for Donovan to get completely healthy. He was looking so great in the indoor, and so we and and also like yeah. Bryce should be in the final, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, Emmanuel Career, Olympic champion, number one in the world, like, going to be tough to beat Savvy Racer. Um, but I think that if – I think if the pace is pretty hot, I think Marco Aero probably can handle that better than a lot in the field. Um, and he's big. I want to see him, like, absolutely is. just roll through this thing. And I think the one thing, too, what I'm noticing, like, a lot of these guys, I feel like Marco has the most experience from a lot of these dudes compared to, like, Emmanuel Career, too, is up there as well. But a lot of these guys are, like, very early 20s. Marco's still in his early 20s, too, but has been on, like, the circuit for a good minute now. Emmanuel, as, like you said, Olympic champion. So, like, like the, the dude from, from uh, Kenya, Emmanuel Wayoni, like that dude's only 18, like Crazy. 17 years old. So I'm not going to really, I don't know what he's going to do. Like, you know, you, you never really can tell how fast he's going to run. But no matter what, I think Marco is definitely for sure person to bet on. But it's going to be either, like you, there's not anything to happen in eight. Yeah, as if, we you're can going see on, if you're going on DraftKings, looking at some odds, I'm, I'd be curious to see where Peter Bull's sitting. Peter Bull is incredible, running really well. Been really fun to watch that guy's progression from a youth athlete rise through the ranks and be, you know, 144 flat, ranked number three in the world, savvy racer again, and knows how to run these, knows how to run the rounds and knows how to win. And so I'd love to see him on the podium just as like a personal, yeah, yeah. as a personal medal, because it, it always is about me, right? No, <laughs> but I'd love to see Peter Ball sneak in there for a medal. Well, I appreciate you, Will, coming yeah, thank through you the guys. podcast. Which, would you want to share? Where's my free shirt? Where's my free shirt? <laughs> medium, medium, large? medium large? Yeah, medium. There you go. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Rocky, loud and proud. Loud and proud. Oh, you good? You good? Aaron want to come on, man. Aaron got it's, something it's to Jacob, say. Jacob, Jacob, you want to come Jacob, through, Jacob, you trying to come through? What's going on? What's going the on? The dude that I put on my highlight tape in the Under Armour Mission Run. And, uh, the, and the dude that he lost to. Under Armour Mission Run YouTube video. Join us on the podcast. Jacob as well. Jacob, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I'm just trying to make sure. I'm just trying to make sure. <laughs> absolutely sure. But appreciate you guys coming through and everything. We, let's just start here, bro. Go sit, go. That's you. That's what you got the shirt on. You know, uh, we, we we came on late because we was trying to meet her, but it's cool. We took the L, but um, yeah, fifty point six is unreal. Completely, completely is, unreal. What was your first reaction? Where's the mouth on the ground? Where you had your hands on your head? Like, what were you? What were you doing? Like, yeah, I was just, I was screaming, bro. Yeah. I, I was telling him for the race. I said she gonna run fifty flat. That was that was my you guess. I, I thought she was gonna run fifty flat. <laughs> It's the like way you gotta raise the hurdles for her at this point, bro, to beat her. Yeah, hey, we should do a four by two against a two by two against Sid in the, you know, in a, she does a four and we do two two legs. We know we can beat that, bro. Over the hurdles too, I don't even know, man. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> no, for real though, I, I saw her run um fifty fifty one four, right? That's what she ran at uh, USA's, USA's? Mm -hmm. and she looked like she was jogging, yeah. like she was cruising. So I was like, she's got a good second in her. Like I was like. 
50.6 or 50, 50 flat is off that where she was at. Don't you feel like the biggest difference is how hard she got out this time? Oh, yeah. Like her first three steps were hard. And usually like Delilah gets out very, very hard. But yeah. Sydney was like, since Delilah was right behind her, right in front of her then i think because femke was right behind her too she made like a statement like i'm gonna get out hard and i but i, I don't think she was paying attention to them she was gonna get out hard no matter what but you yeah. could just tell that like she wasn't even chasing delilah she was chasing something i don't know just something something yeah you know? <laughs> no agreed because and her uh what you call it? her her second half of the race is amazing too yeah yeah so when i started get out that hard i was like and I, I literally said to him, I turned to him, I said, I said, her second half is even better. So I knew she was going to finish strong. And Jacob, what about you, bro? Like, what was your first reaction? What were your thoughts going into it, too? Were you thinking, like, 50 point? Uh, I didn't. I just knew she was going to win. But I, I called the order. And then I, my first reaction to it was just Aaron screaming in my ear about <laughs> the whole thing. And he was telling me, he's like, oh, I told you, I told you, 50 flat, 50 flat. And I was, yeah. So you're right. Like, yeah, You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there it is. I don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> and as well, I know you run the 100, four yeah. by ones earlier today. USA men, they get some people scared at times, but they did their thing. I feel like Marv held it down. I don't know what he was drinking, but uh, how did you feel about the US men and the four by one? They, they, they look smooth for sure. You know, um, one, I, I'm happy they got the baton around. You know, that that's always a good sign. Um, Lyle's look. He looked fast on the curve or on the on the straight. I yeah, mean, he did. On the, yeah, on that back stretch. And then uh, Elijah Hall did his thing on the curve too. He did. He yeah. Did. He indoor indoor two hundred meter world rec world record holder. Yeah. American yeah. record holder. American yeah, record yeah, holder. Yeah, yeah. Like he definitely did his thing on the curve. It's like proving that proving that U.S. men's sprints like they're they're dominant, bro. Like they're dominant out here in Eugene for some reason. No, Something yeah. is in the air. Even with Michael Norman getting the four hundred win, like it's it's been incredible. No, for sure. I, I, I feel like the U.S. is so deep right now, especially if we take those four guys too and even throw them in a one and a four by one i think we have two teams that could get on the podium no straight up like we're talking about we swept the one and the two with completely different teams like yeah that's, that's what i'm saying that's crazy you just need one more person you and just then they put elijah hall on the four by one you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying and you take a you take other dudes like mccott williams who's not here right now on the four by one yeah. or you, you throw michael norman on the back stretch like <laughs> michael norman for real <laughs> you throw fred curly on there he ain't you know what i'm saying like yeah, they could really make, like, two teams that could really podium. It's crazy. And I think the crazy thing about it is that we were talking to Ry Benjamin in the mix zone after that 400-meter uh, hurdle win, and he was talking about how, like, last year, like, it was disappointing for them in a way, but, like, reminding people that, like, we were they were really young. Like, mm. that team in Tokyo was really, really young, and they only came away with five medals. Now, with Michael Norman just getting that, they have 11 medals that the U.S. just men's sprint group has in two sweeps to go along with it. And I feel like that's the same. I feel like that young that young energy, we're seeing that from our women right now. Like, that 4 by one like, yep. TT, when she was closing, oh, yeah, they did, she looked, moving. looked great. Yeah. But, like... Going up against the Jamaican woman is going to be very, very hard. Yeah, very hard. But like they're in that same form of like they're young and have the potential of being great. And the men are like they've came into their own, especially this year. It's been great to watch just the the journey and everything. It's going to be exciting yeah. to see how the U.S. men and women compete because like right now the U.S. women is definitely U.S.A. versus Jamaica, which is crazy. No, for sure. All right, let's talk Budapest 23. No. Do the U.S. men sweep the one, two, and the four? Is it possible? The one, two, and the four? The four is going to be tough. Bro, I don't know if they can sweep the two again. Yeah. Why not? King Joe. Yeah, Joseph Bamboule, fourth I mean, place. Yeah. He did his oh, he ran did down Arion Knighton. Like, Joe is getting better But Arion is only better. 18 years old, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Joe's only like 21. Okay, yeah. but do who do you think is further along in puberty, bro? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, close to his Who has more room body. for a development? Bro, Arion, just genetically, like, I he's still know. a kid. He just graduated high school, bro. From hey, 18 to 21, your body changes so much. I'm just saying they're both still figuring it out. But I'm just, I'm just saying there's potential. Like, it's not a guarantee for them to, like, yeah, sweep no, agree, next year. Like, agree, Joe agree. is going to be there. Andre DeGrasse, like, let's not forget this okay, man. Like, yeah. he's very consistent. Just had a, a weird year this year. Like, but, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's not – the 200 is not even guaranteed to sweep. And then the 400, I don't – well, we need, a Randolph. We need a Randolph out there, bro. We need a Randolph out there, you know. You and know Cherry I mean? too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cherry was just kind of banged up this year. Yeah, season, but it's definitely possible for that to happen. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, agreed. What What y'all think? Did y'all think 19-3 was coming last night? No. No, I, I thought. Think so? no. I thought he was gonna win yeah. for sure, but I didn't think he was gonna run that fast. Like I was 
thinking like probably like nineteen, like five or four. Bro, I, look, bro, look. I had I had nineteen three in the sweep. Swear to God, bro. <laughs> Swear to God, nineteen three in the sweep. Let me pull it up. Where is it at? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> right here, bro. I said. I see this. Uh, I I had Allison winning tonight, but Norman did his thing. Happy for my guy. Happy for my guy. Look at this. Right here, y'all. Lyles, Kenny V, Nyan, 1937. I, 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 I'm going to be a little closer, but I 19-3 and I had the order. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you had Yeah, you bro. You know what or what? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I do, bro. Ask him, bro. <laughs> We're gonna need him on here to take more takes. <laughs> what? <laughs> is he is he is he capping on us right now? Did he just write that in somehow? Nah, nah bro. He, look. he sent me the screenshot yesterday. Yeah, bro. No, yeah. Is it, we got we got <laughs> oh we was talking for a minute. I'll look, yesterday. Seven twenty Oh yeah, put it in. Right here. Oh wait, where'd that go? So you called right you called that. You called Noah's and he hurt you or something. Bro, where did I bro, where did it go? Bro, yeah. so it don't it don't exist. That's what you're telling me now. All <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Take a photo of that. There you go. All I called right. that, bro. I called that. I'm him. <laughs> yeah, I'm him. <laughs> but besides all all the the performances and everything on the field, mm. like what has been what have you enjoyed the most from just being at the World Championships and everything? Besides everything and all the performances you've seen on the track. Uh, for me, man, it's just it's really nice seeing Hayward Field like packed out. You know what I'm saying, like. You know, you were here, that's where we met Nike Nationals. I was here for my state meet, been down here for Oregon Relays, other events, stuff like that, yeah. like Pac-12s, NCAAs, all that. Like, it's just so cool seeing it literally sold out, or I mean, close to sold out with the temporary stands and even just the regular season. So, I mean, that's my favorite part, just seeing everybody come together and, you know, you know, you know, y'all love track too. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy, like, just hearing the clap for the field events, the cheering. Man, that Jacqueline like, was crazy at the end, bro. Oh, no, for, for Kara? Like that, <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That was clutch, bro. About for you, Jacob, what, what have you enjoyed the most beside, about Hayward Field, about, about the World Championships, besides the performances on the track? Uh, I, just, I thought it was cool just seeing all the teams out there cheering for their other teammates on the, like, who was it, who were we behind? Oh, the South Africans? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and great uh, GB, the, too. Yeah, we had the South African team behind us, and then when they would make the turn on the relay, it would just get super loud around us. And the same thing for Great Britain. It was just like, it was just really cool to see all the yeah. teams come together. Yeah, bro. It's really like, we were saying too, after going to Nike Outdoor mm. and then coming to this, I'm like, dang, all of this, that's the whole system set up to get the best team here for Worlds. Give y'all yeah. like that preview of what it's going to be like when you're here. You know what I mean? I agree. So mm. it's just, it's dope. And it's just dope to see, yeah, like you're saying, like all the different countries, like, Really, like, so much, like, pride, bro. Like, you're really representing, like, your country, bro. Like, exactly. What about y'all? What's y'all favorite part? My favorite part, uh, I think it is really, there's so many people that just love track and field here. It's, like, just, I mean, like, the amount of fans being here because we're doing this thing, like, a little, like, uh, talking about people, like, what things that we should, um, how can we connect more to the sport and, like, make the sport bigger and track and field, asking questions about that just around the community and just be able to hear people, like, go like intellectual about it and go deep yeah. about it because yeah. we'll have that conversations about it and like really like track and field when you just like outside of the track meet you could feel like you're in a bubble if it's just you and your brother and you're your two friends or you're you and your, and you and your track meet and, and you and your track team but then to have like over a thousand people that you can have that conversation like 10, with people yeah just with a, a flip of a dime is, is incredible you get yeah. to see like really how much people are passionate about this sport and it gives you hope to just like especially for what we do to just be all like this can be even bigger than what it is like like real talk like I'm, i want to do this like in front I want to do this in front of the thing. I'm trying to be like Charles Barkley and Ernie. You feel me? Kicking nah, it, you. kicking it in the hey, front and TNT talking squad, everything. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I think that's how big this sport can be, and that and that being on that type of level, and it's just gonna take it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take small steps to get there, but people really love this, and like other people can love this too if they they give it a chance and it's just shown yeah. a little bit more. You know what I mean? Nah, I agreed. Cause like you know, y'all know me, right? Like I'm a big track dude. Like he my best friend, right? But he 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 never really fought track like that. And you know he always been around me, and I've yeah. been on it. Like we just walking around, he's like, "Oh, is that Joe Kovacs? Oh, is that who?" Like he, he be, you know, like, he be recognizing everybody. It's like, yeah, bro, you see, you watching the sport now too. Like yeah. it's, it's like crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody could love it. Like it, it, it comes quick too. Like 
I, I love track and field, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, Seattle City is Seattle City is. Yeah, I don't think you could come to this meet and not leave as a track fan. Like, the energy that is in the building is different. And um, I hope that we can figure out ways to transfer that energy to smaller audiences and track meets. Because there are other track meets, smaller track meets that have that type of energy, like an Arcadia, you know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. growing up or even like some club. I'll even go back to club. Yeah. You know what I mean? And since we've been doing this thing for me, like going to the meets and like talking to the athletes, like for me, it, it, it kind of is all the same. It's just higher, bigger stages. But... I'm like, man, this is these are the same people like I was hanging out with when I ran a club track, when I ran a college, high school. So it's really cool. And I just love to see like the USA team, like, you know, when we see them at meets like pre, it's like they're battling against each other. But yeah. they're still battling against each other here, but it really does feel like they're on a team. And then to see them just like to see people accomplish their goals that we just like talk to and stuff like yeah. that, like that's just super special. Like yeah. I'm just happy that we get to be like up close and personal to like seeing somebody you know break a world record you know what i mean or seeing somebody like like abdi hamid Nair, he was our first guest on the podcast and now he's at worlds he made it to the final like yeah i'm just happy bro. for him as a person yeah, 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 yeah. wait till sunday bro same with like you're saying with norman like i'm just happy for him as a person that yeah, like, yeah. like he did that so i think it's super cool that we get to have like that that front row seat to see all that yeah no i got you yeah but we appreciate you aaron and jacob joining yeah, us bro yeah. you gotta get some free swag as well for coming oh, yeah, through for sure, for we got sure. some under armor bags and we got some uh a, large, a, a free two black runners shirt as well Aaron. for both of y'all but a under armor mission run house two black runners are live we'll be back tomorrow from 8 to 9 p.m again doing our thing out here at the under armor mission run house there will be a group run tomorrow morning at 9 a.m if y'all want to come through to under armor mission run house it's gonna be hype it's gonna be lit it's gonna be the <laughs> woo woo! You feel me? <laughs> it's gonna be super duper. Hey, hey, Josh can't see me in an 800 though. Bro, you don't want to run that. We can run that right now. We can stop the podcast. We can run at 800, and then I'll be back in a minute 58 seconds. You'll be back in like in 2:30. Hey, I, so like, I heard you ran 2:04 though. Bro, they took me into the deep end. They took me in at 55, bro. <laughs> they took me at 55. That, I wasn't ready for that. You feel me? You got smacked by a thing. <laughs> you know, man. It was, that dude was from Switzerland. He ran a 148 last year. I, he was in media, bro. How are you going to be in media, media and you ran a 140? Come on, Check bro. his accreditation, bro. <laughs> on, Check man. his accreditation. All right, man. We appreciate y'all. We yeah, appreciate y'all, though. Yeah, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Come through. You want to come? You're good? You sure? I, I. Is that coming? I know you got some then? takes. I know you got some takes. Come up. <laughs> well, we just want to talk about the clothes, the shirts, and everything. Uh, no, I want to talk about. Uh, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about when we're gonna put an event together that's uniquely for you guys. Hey. And and making a race, man. Making Shoot. a race, hey, yeah, that's like, like set setting up a race for people. Hey. Offer some. Uh, well, what I want to see is some. Um, some high schoolers, well, eighth grade freshmen, try to do sub fives. I want to start them early. Because I mean, like I know, like when I was in high school, like I wanted to learn how to do like a sub five, like freshman year. Yeah, wasn't gonna happen in the mile. Not for me. Not where I grew up. But um, a lot of the kids in Eugene, you know, they're they're running sub fives, eighth grade, freshman year. Like it's easy for them, especially with like Bowerman TC and um, Oregon Track Club. You know, they have everything. So I don't know. It'd be nice to just see like what we can do in this space and. I don't know, get you guys back up here, put a race together for the youth and, you know, just support their journeys. And I know like what you guys said, like you had somebody who was it on your first podcast that, you know, is now racing. And you guys said, who was that? I'll be home nerd. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's like you got to catch those journeys like super early and like just capture that magic. And then, you know, they kind of reciprocate that when they're on the big stage. And then you're going to be like, oh, man, that's part of their journey. And I, we just need more of that. And it's like more like, I don't know, just like micro meets where there's only like so many people and you have just like these kids getting together and you have college, college kids getting together. It's like, you know, like Butter Boys, New Gen, all those yeah. kids, you know, you, like they're inspiring the, the younger generation to like do that for themselves. And it's like we're gonna we're gonna see like a crazy transition in how track and field is is displayed and like you think it's magic now but it's like it's gonna change completely um 
We're gonna have some crazy shit, <laughs> crazy no, shit, shit that. go down here pretty that. pretty soon. Just even like, I mean, this journey that me and Joshua have been on, like, I really think that COVID was the thing that really like uh, changed everything. Yeah. I mean, cause we started this in 2019, and then you know COVID hit, and we we're like, yo, we could easily just hit up people to interview. But that whole time, I always thought, I'm like, bro, this is gonna be the thing, cause like people have to figure out you know, how to still do track and field in a different way. For sure. And that's when, like, the explosion of, like, the podcasts or the Instagrams and stuff, really, like, and even the people that were already doing it, like, they just had more time to do it. And yeah, for it to, like, blow up even more. And now, like you're saying, like, even, you know, all the stuff New Gen is doing, Butter Boys, stuff like we get to do, Sidious, it's yeah. really, like, changing how people consume track and field, you know? And... How we consume sport has already changed so much right. because of social media, but track is always just a little bit behind, right? So it's just like we're just starting to. It's just, it's just like really, really like the it's, beginning stage. The infancy, you yes. know what I mean? Like all this is the infancy to like, and soon enough we're gonna be track and field is gonna be a grown adult, you know, especially like in the social media type world. But right now, like we just little babies and we we growing up. We we're gonna be toddlers pretty soon, you know, and everything, but. Uh, the, the journey is going to be amazing. I, I think that's cool, like, getting the kids to, like, break five minutes, everything like that, because, like you said, like, getting them early. Like, we were having this conversation earlier because we are having making a video about just, like, the disconnect that track and field has to people that are in sport during high school and then how that disconnection just leads to not people being interested in track and field. Yeah. For us, like, growing up, we our brothers did track. I saw I was five years old. Aaron's was already was already older than me, so I saw him doing track. I saw track and field as entertainment. I never really saw it as a sport. You know what I mean? Like when I first get to, get to the approach of it, I'm all like, Usain Bolt's a beast. Like that's LeBron James to me. You know? So I never really felt like it's a sport that I'm going in my way as an exercise. And I think if you so if you can lock kids in early on to feel to get the idea of that this is a sport and you become better and you can get to that stage and be a LeBron James be Usain Bolt, but then also feel like oh Usain Bolt and Noah Lyles and Elise Cranny, these are people that are entertainers to me if that I'm aspired to be and people that I want to be like that are professional athletes in a way. And I think you can get that person by just breaking five minutes to be all like I'm locked into this for life in a way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, the the bracket breaks down to the individual. And, you know, like, I mean, I know you guys were talking about like a team effort and, and how, how, you know, everybody comes here, they're cheering on each other. But it's like, you know, some people come here and they might be the only one on their team. Yeah. Um, and so that's like the reach is endless. And um, I don't know, that's what that's what's so cool about it. It's like, if you put your heart and soul into it like you can make it and if if you hit those marks early in your life and you're you're shown that you can do that and you have like the people supporting you which you guys are I mean you're supporting everybody it seems like it's like this is what it's about it's like just getting out here and supporting everybody you can in every way you can and dude like it's it's gonna change like I, I don't even know how to explain it other than like it for for high school sports track and field is um i think it's the it's the second largest like is it the second largest now first, first or second largest? i think it's the yeah. first it's yeah. the first largest and like we see it dwindle like as you know people age out of it i guess um i don't think that will be a thing i i think it's really good for just especially in eugene the community like if we can build everything around hayward and it just kind of just and this is the epicenter and everybody comes here to have community it's it's going to change everything this is this is really what we needed um because old hayward was was great it was loud it was special but like this is this is big and better like i when i first stepped in here i was just like blown away so like i think that there's there's going to be a huge change in eugene let's just say that i appreciate it we appreciate you coming through uh, Zach, I think that was a great way to finish it off right here outside of Hayward Field at the Under Armour Mission Run House. We'll be back here tomorrow for another podcast from 8 to 9 p.m. There's a group run tomorrow morning right here at the Under Armour Mission Run House. Appreciate y'all staying out.
just talking track with us, everybody that came on through the podcast. And if you come through tomorrow onto the podcast, you get a free shirt and some Under Armour gear. So, and Zach, we we didn't miss. I want I want Zach. I want you to what? you know talk your talk real quick. Bro. What talk to talk about what? Talk your talk. Talk about your brand, bro. Oh, man, talk about these uh, you made. Well, uh, okay. Well, the shirts. There, there. I mean, there's a lot of shirts, but like I make like micro brands. I'm just kind of building my portfolio and and showing, I guess, showing the community what things can be. Um, as we move forward and you know engage with each other and make cool stuff um, together um, but I own Azrio Sportswear I'm focused on um, building kits and, and kind of a promotional product for for athletes and hopefully I get to work with some of the cool clubs in town um, you guys are actually like basically the first of the first besides the brands that I've like made as you know mock-ups um like this is it like this is the start and i'm you know i hope this is what kind of takes me to the next level because this is what i want to do i want to just hang with cool people make cool stuff and uh just see them see them grow and flourish zero sportswear man where can we find that is that website oh, man, yeah AzriaSportswear.com or uh, at Azria Sportswear on Instagram. And then uh, you can uh, check out uh, CleanTrail.co on Instagram as well. That's kind of a, a secondary brand that we're working on. Right there, I'm sorry, but <laughs> nah, check all that all out. That'll be in the description below and everything. We appreciate you coming through, appreciate everybody. We'll be back next week. I mean, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we're just two black runners. Let's get it. <laughs>